and welcome to American Structure Point's Making Our Point podcast, a show where we discuss important topics that result in building and bettering communities nationwide. American Structure Point is a leading architecture and engineering firm based in Indianapolis, Indiana, with additional design centers throughout the country. Our mission is to improve the quality of life for our people and our communities. Now let's dive in to hear from our experts. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Making Our Point. I'm Steve Davidson, Executive Vice President and Partner at American Structure Point. With Earth Day being celebrated on April 22nd, today we're highlighting our Environmental Services Group and how their work helps improve the quality of life and balances the impact of the built environment within the natural environment. Joining me today are three of our environmental scientists, Bree Hope, Josh Iddings, and Sarah Everhart. Everyone, thank you for joining me. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. So environmental services can be a pretty broad term. So when we say that at American Structure Point, what exactly are we talking about? Well, you're right, Steve, it is broad. But in the simplest terms, we're ultimately making sure any projects we're involved in are in compliant with local, state, and federal policies, regulations, and laws. But there are also some other areas in the environment we work in as well, including ecological, hazardous materials, and geology. Some car stuff, but mostly hydrogeology, specifically when it comes to groundwater or drinking water. So uh, that's really interesting to me. Tell me a bit more about regulations and ecology. Well, as far as regulations go, the National Environmental Policy Act, or NEPA, is the big one the environmental impact of the project on the natural environment, like streams, forests, endangered species, but also the social environment, like historic resources, disadvantaged populations, and in general, community impacts. And a big part of NEPA really is making sure that the project is needed and the design is meeting the purpose. So with that, we evaluate various alternatives to find which one best meets the purpose and need of the project while balancing those impacts. And really, The overall goal is to avoid impacts if possible, minimize any of those remaining impacts we can't avoid, and then mitigate for anything that we can't avoid or minimize. Yeah, and ecology is done as part of NEPA, but it generally gets more involved when the project involves work in and around a waterway. Uh, For example, a locally funded bridge project that proposes work in a stream requires compliance with local, state, and federal regulations. To show compliance with those regulations, we are completing wetland delineations, habitat assessments like tree counts, floristic quality indices for vegetation, or qualitative habitat evaluation indices for streams, and assisting with environmental permits. So you mentioned hazardous materials. What do you mean by that? So when we say hazardous materials, typically those are those regulated materials associated with sites like gas stations, dry cleaners, landfills, industrial sites. And what we do is identify if there's a potential of those hazardous materials as part of property transactions. So you see this a lot with developments. So as part of their due diligence, they need to identify that so that they're aware of it before taking ownership of that property. Generally, what we do is phase one environmental site assessments. So phase ones will look at the historical records of hazardous sites surrounding the property, but also of the property itself. And it also includes a site visit to see if there's any visual concerns. And we use this to determine if there's a possibility of contamination on site or moving onto the property from adjacent sites. Then, if we do find the possibility of contamination, we'll move on to doing what's called a phase two environmental site assessment. So this is actually going out there, doing those soil borings to look at the subsurface conditions and taking samples to confirm if there's contamination there. Really, 
both of the phase ones and phase twos, the goal is to help the buyer make an informed decision with property transactions. So Bree, you mentioned earlier hydrogeology. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So we do a lot of hydrologic studies or groundwater studies, basically trying to identify the best areas to place wells to provide a drinking water source for not only larger public utilities, but also towns, cities, and even sometimes residential developments. What we're looking for are sand and gravel formations and fractured bedrock to locate areas where wells would likely be most productive. Recently, we actually had the opportunity to work with a public utility utilizing seismic multi-channel analysis of surface waves and resistivity to more specifically identify the areas with the most sand and gravel and fractured bedrock. This allowed us to identify the best possible locations for new wells. Very good. For the group, what are some of the bigger projects you've worked on? So for me, the one that comes to mind is State Road 32 in Westfield. So it's a major widening of State Road 32 that'll help transform Westfield's downtown, and it'll solve a lot of traffic issues they're experiencing. From an environmental standpoint, it was a very involved project since the corridor there is narrow, and there's multiple parks downtown, a lot of businesses, plus there's a National Register-listed historic district. So with all of these resources, it took a significant amount of evaluation and a pretty intensive amount of public involvement. You know, the people there really care about their community and finding a way to address this traffic problem, but understandably, they want to try to minimize those impacts. And this project was a little different. Instead of utilizing federal funding, it utilized state funding. So we had to follow the State Environmental Policy Act, or SEPA, which is similar to NEPA, but it has a lot of its own and different regulations that you have to follow. So it was a really unique project that I feel lucky to have been involved in. For me, Bass Road in Allen County has been a big lift. That project also involved roadway improvements to improve east-west traffic flow through a growing residential area on the north side of Fort Wayne. In fact, I started working on Bass Road as an intern for American Construction Point in 2009 and just wrapped up the permit extensions and NEPA updates last year for the final phase. Talk about a legacy project. The project has evolved over the years due to a number of things, and each evolution required updated documentation to be submitted for NEPA approval. The most time-consuming and challenging was Section 106 documentation. Due to the time that has passed between phases of construction, we had to reopen Section 106 multiple times. This resulted in previous above-ground structures determined not to be historic to be determined eligible for listing in the National Register of Historic Places. Ultimately, the project had to be broken into multiple phases to allow certain sections of the project to advance while others moved through additional environmental approvals. I think the work we've done specifically on the last phase of I-69 should also be highlighted. As most everybody probably already knows and will be happy to not hear about anymore because that'll mean the project's complete, the I-69 project will connect Indianapolis to Evansville. Our responsibility from an environmental standpoint was a little different than what we typically do. On this project, we were responsible for ensuring that the environmental impacts, minimization efforts, and mitigation that was documented earlier in the design process and in the NEPA document itself remain consistent as design was finalized. We were constantly coordinating with the designers and contractors. And if there were any changes, we were responsible for making sure that those changes were updated in the NEPA document and or the permits issued by the Corps of Engineers IDEM or IDNR. I appreciate you sharing all those excellent examples of projects you worked at at American Structure Point. That really shows how much goes into our projects and the fact that we're always looking for ways to protect and minimize impacts to the natural and human environment. What is it that drew you to environmental sciences? 
Well, for me, I grew up near Turkey Run State Park. I'm sure a lot of you have visited there. Spending my summers through college working there at the state park and at Raccoon State Recreation Area as well. I always enjoyed being outside, but those experiences really drove my passion for the environment. But when I went to college, I didn't start out in environmental. Um, I had a roommate that transferred over to natural resources and environmental science, and when I heard her talk about it, I knew I needed to transfer too. And once I graduated, I continued to work at a soil microbiology lab at Purdue while looking for that job to start my career. I didn't initially consider consulting. I wanted to be a park ranger or something with environmental education or something that sounded super cool when I was in college. But after talking with my college advisor, because remember I was still working at Purdue after graduation, he suggested I look into two consulting firms in Indianapolis, one of them being American Consulting, now American Structure Point, and here I am 20 years later, now in charge of the environmental group and still growing my career here. Loving what I do and who I work with. In college, I didn't consider consulting because I didn't think I'd be able to have a positive impact on the environment. But now I understand the need for continued development and improvement of our infrastructure and know I play a large role in ensuring those improvements happen responsibly. For me, going into college, I started out as engineering and was focused on agricultural or was really interested in environmental. Uh, but moving through freshman year, I found that I was not interested or passionate about the topics being covered in intro engineering courses. Uh, let's be honest, I was not good or cared about calculus. So <laughs> uh, I found natural resources and environmental science through an undergraduate studies program and interviewed my uh, advisor, Dr. Gaville, who I think Bree knows well. Yep. And the variety and flexibility of coursework was appealing to me. And I found that environmental consulting field had jobs available with similar salaries. So I decided to make the jump. You know, I had a similar background to Josh, too, of starting out engineering then moving into natural resources. And it was really great to be able to have that experience, but then also ending up here at American Structure Point with my brother in the site civil department and having friends here from college. It's really a family environment that I really appreciate being in here now. So you've all shared some really great information about what environmental services we offer. For those listening, why is your work so important? So here at American Structure Point, our company is committed to building and sustaining infrastructure and improving the quality of life for the people and communities we serve. For us, we're there to make sure that construction happens responsibly. So we have to be mindful of the environment and we're there to balance the impacts of the built environment within the natural and social environment. Bree, Josh, Sarah, Thank you all for joining me today. This has been a great discussion, and thanks for sharing so much great information about the environmental services that you're so passionate about. If anyone has questions about what it means to be in the environmental services field, who should they reach out to? Well, I'm always happy to answer questions and talk more about how awesome it is. If anyone's interested, they should email me at behope at structurepoint.com, or you could also email marketing at structurepoint.com for more information. Like many others, we're always looking to add talented individuals to our group. So certainly check out StructurePoint.com careers to see what opportunities are available and learn more about our company. Thank you to everyone who listened today. American Structure Point has over 600 professionals working across 11 disciplines to improve the quality of life for people and communities we serve. And we consistently rank in the top 200 of national design firms, according to Engineering News Record. There are many ways to connect with us, including following us on social media. I encourage you to visit StructurePoint.com to learn more about our company and our people. Thank you. 
you for listening to Making Our Point. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and post about it on social media. To catch all the latest episodes, visit www.structurepoint.com or follow American Structure Point on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you.